0: You're listening to the Metro L.A. Podcast, an official podcast of the L.A. International Church of Christ. Hello, Soul Sisters. It's Friday, and I look forward to this day and time every week. For those of you tuning in from somewhere other than the Metro Vision Studios, my name is Tiffany Nelson. And uh, I just wanna thank Michelle for giving me a chance to share my thoughts. And, and I've really enjoyed the time when I'm able to get online and watch these devos. It, it makes me feel a sense of togetherness, even though we can't meet in person. And so wherever you are, let's agree to be present with each other for the next 15 or so minutes. And let's start by closing our eyes, taking a deep breath, and saying a prayer. Father in heaven, we just want to thank you for this time, these moments, to be together, even though we cannot be together physically. We just want to invite you into our conversation We want to invite your Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us as we are together and share this time. I pray that the things that I share would be impactful and that we would all grow together as we have these conversations each week. I pray each woman would be able to leave behind for a few minutes anything that is distracting Um, and allow ourselves to be encouraged by you. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. So today I wanted to share with each of you something that I call my journey to peace. It sounds pretty, but I will give you the spoiler alert. It was not. I think we can all agree that right now is a time where things feel anything but peaceful. COVID-19 is still impacting the world. Um, we've had over 200,000 deaths in America, racial injustice. Our economy is in disarray. Our country is divided politically. Children across the nation are in school virtually. Many parents are working from home. Many individuals have lost their jobs. I believe the unemployment rate in California is 16%. And we have wildfires um, destroying people's lives and their homes. And so it doesn't feel peaceful um, for me, a, a lot of the time. And even in the midst of all of these things that feel like they're just for 2020. We're still living our lives. I mean, people are still hungry. People are still homeless. People are sick with other illnesses outside of COVID. People are losing loved ones. For me, it hits home because I haven't seen my mom. Since March fourth of this year, she's in another state, and she's in that fragile category due to her age, and she lives in a long-term care facility because she uh, has dementia, which limits visits, you know, to protect residents, and so it's it's very difficult um, for me sometimes because I, I miss her and. Um, I want more than a Zoom call or a phone call. I just want to see her in person and, and hug her. And with all of this, I'm just wondering how we are all finding peace. And, you know, recently I was faced with a pretty major decision at work and it taught me practically how to find peace. And I want to share it with each of you this morning. And I hope that it's encouraging and helpful um, and shed some light on how I navigated this journey. In John fourteen twenty seven, 27, uh, Jesus says, peace, I leave with you. My peace, I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. You know, as I was faced with this decision, um, I came across this scripture, and I I don't know if you're like me, but I read it, I said a prayer, and I was expecting the magical wand of peace to spray pixie dust, and I would be okay. Um, I I was literally riddled with anxiety about this decision. And, And after reading and praying, the, I didn't get that magical, peaceful feeling. and um, my gut, something about what I needed to decide felt off. I was uncomfortable, uneasy, but I didn't want to disappoint people I respect and I work with uh, who are my colleagues. They believe in me. And disappointing people is really hard for me because I just have a deep fear of abandonment. I think the first thing I learned was that I I needed to be honest. Um, Around the same time as I, I had to make this decision, I was at a conference. It was a virtual conference, and one of the speakers talked about how each of us has three selves and we're operating at like our optimal place when all three are completely in sync and there's no difference between any of those selves. The three selves are who you are, who you want to be, and who people think you are. And it reminded me of the scripture Jeremiah 17:9 The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? I had read earlier this year. Um, you know, I think a few of us have become familiar with Dr. Rob Reimer's Soul Care. Um, I, I know Michelle's talked about it. Latanya's talked about it. Um, quite a quite a few of us have read it, and you know, it helped me to get in touch with like a radical level of honesty that I think I had gotten away from within myself and toward others. And it reminded me of the peace that comes with just being completely authentic and real. And as much as I didn't wanna disappoint the people that I worked with, who I felt believed in me, I wanted all three of those selves to, to be in alignment. I wanted who people think I am, who people, um, who who I want to be, and who I really am, to be in sync. You know, for, for those of you who know me, something I really value is being seen um, beyond the outward, beyond any service for the ministry, I really value being seen um, for who I am. And so this decision really started me on that journey. I think in a real way, I had to be honest with myself about what I wanted and what I needed. Uh, I turned 45 this year and, you know, honestly, I'm not sure if it's 45 or 2020. (laughs) I'm not sure which one it is, But I feel like I've been pushed toward a deeper level of honesty with God first, then in relationships and professionally. So in this moment, when I'm faced with this decision, I needed to simply be honest about whatever truth I knew, even if it wasn't specific or clear. And all I knew was I was unsettled about something, And and something didn't feel right. I think um, the second thing after I got to that point, which I don't know, that could have been like three or four weeks just to get to that level of honesty. um, I think the second thing I realized that after I was honest and brought forth the fact that I was unsettled, that I needed to have the faith to be curious and explore my feelings and where that would take me in terms of this decision. Um, I came across this particular statement in a devotional I was reading and it was so impactful and described what I needed to be doing. It reads, be curious. When we push through our discomfort and get curious about why we're feeling what we're feeling, Why we are determined to do what we are bent on doing, we get to the truth. And I needed to dig in and dig deep and explore. And, you know, that was really scary. Um, And not because I'm afraid of my feelings, you know, but sometimes, you know, when we are digging deep and looking for truth, We don't, we want to define the outcome and not, I knew in this situation, I wasn't going to be able to necessarily do that. And, and it's sort of like that, um, matrix moment, right? Like red pill, blue pill. Do you, do you really want to go down that road? Because I didn't know where it was going to take me. So I, um, I recently started reading another book. (laughs) It's called Earth and Vessels. And it's all about the importance of like our body as God's creation and how we're meant to be in harmony and how to listen to your body as God's creation. Even though our society really tries to get us to be out of our body. I know it sounds super philosophical, but um you know, the book is all about looking inward more and less outward um and ignoring ourselves as God's creation. And and there's this quote in there, it says, Um, Do you not know? the apostle Paul asks that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, first Corinthians six nineteen. Do you not know? It is a question that should haunt us, a question that should force us to revisit every aspect of our lives and every fiber, literally, of our being. And then it goes on to say, but our body is not simply a gift from God. It is the place where God himself dwells within his people. The physical body was the place of Jesus Christ's presence in the world. And... When I started reading this book, it's by Matthew Lee Anderson. Um, it, you know, for the first time, I, you know, I feel like you, you live your life or we live our lives and, you know, maybe like you feel off about something, but we just ignore it, you know, just ignore it. And I feel like I just got used to ignoring it. And this book brought me, to the point, like right as I was going through all of this and needing to make these decisions um, where it gave me permission to not ignore what I was feeling and to honor that my emotions, just like my physical body, were created by God for a reason to draw me closer to Him, and that it was okay to listen. And so um, I decided I was going to do that. I was going to be curious. And I came across another scripture. Um, in James 1, 2 through 5, it says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance, let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. And I, I didn't, I wasn't like looking for these scriptures. It, they just sort of sometimes just came out of Almost nowhere. Um, and this scripture reminds me to, you know, hang in there, uh, be perseverant. You know, part of perseverance, I think is, is being curious about the end, not just hanging in there, but being curious about the end and As I was making this decision, I needed to keep asking questions and asking why I was so unsettled. And sometimes we're in this place of feeling conflicted and unclear. And what I also learned is that things don't always clear up overnight. And I think it's I learned to be willing to hang in there until things became clear and by this point this started in July and by this point we're late August I think in my thinking you know maybe early September and I honestly I was so tempted to shortcut to try to push and get my way or even quit um, the process of discovery um, but I, I think what I learned from from everything that I experienced in this process is that I want to shortcut it and, and I call it cheap perseverance um, because cheap perseverance is when you either, I think, try to create your own outcome or you just quit. And I call it cheap for me because what's happening in that moment is you just find an excuse that lets you off the hook of the process of discovery. And I had to make a decision between um, cheap perseverance or the perseverance that is about finishing the work about you being mature and complete. Um and you know, I want to encourage folks out there if you're in the middle of de- of a decision, I want to encourage you to fight for eternal perseverance and not um convince yourself that you're hanging in there and then at the first sign, the first perfect excuse you give up and you're out. Um, I think the scripture talks about curiosity because it's about asking God, keep going to God, keep struggling in prayer. And I, I will say this, you know, I am not always great at praying and this drove me to pray. And I asked sisters around me to pray that I would get clarity Um They've literally been praying for me since July. It's October. So it's been several weeks of being unsettled. And after getting honest and being curious, um, I think the last thing I learned was what it means to be still. And, and now I understand that being still means creating space for God. And I needed to learn more deeply how to create space for God. James one five says, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault. And it will be given to you. I wanted wisdom. Like I, I wanted to make a wise decision. Um, And, I mean, I was just like, it it drove me to the dictionary. I was like, okay, wisdom. Like, what is wisdom? I was looking up scriptures on wisdom. And, And what I realized is that knowledge is the information you know, but wisdom is then applying it. And I had committed to the knowing. I said, I'm going to be curious. I'm going to keep asking questions until I get to the bottom of it. But the other thing I learned is that wisdom, it it, it is in the God place. It's, it's in the place where God is. And that's the only place that you can get it. And you have to sit at his feet and you have to wait and just be still. And I'm really grateful that I had the opportunity to participate in the process of gaining wisdom. Um Stacy Sewell's actually shared this scripture with me, and I love it. I mean, it ranks up there with one of my all-time favorites. Jeremiah 33.3 3 says, Call to me, and I will answer you and tell you great unsearchable things you do not know. I mean, if that isn't an invitation to sit at the feet of God, I don't know what is. And so I created space for God by doing my favorite thing which is riding my bike at the beach um it's quiet it's it was me my bike and god um i just needed to feel god's presence and there's something about the infinite like horizon not seeing where the water ends which for me is it's a reminder of how big and vast that God is. Um, bigger than the smallness of my world. And the other thing I did was I also meditated. For those who know me, Encounter is a podcast that I love. It is not abnormal for me to send out a and share a podcast that I listen to. And what I realized also during this process is that my mind is not naturally quiet. Like, I'm constantly thinking, processing, analyzing in every area of my life. I'm analytical. It's sort of who I am. And knowing that I have to have, I don't have like a quiet mind. Um, I have to work harder to quiet myself. And... As I was learning to be still, I, I was just learning so much. Um, and during this time, I-, I think it was a real privilege because I got to invite my daughter into the process because I was learning how to be still. And I wanted to share that with her. And so um, I invited her and, and we went out bike riding together and I took her to my favorite spot and just shared with her what I see and how I am fighting to be still. And I think the other thing being still means is that you're creating space, but you're also reminding yourself that God is with you. I I was constantly reminding myself because if I didn't, I would want to go low budget and cheap and cut the process and quit. And um, scriptures like Deuteronomy 31, 6, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord, your God goes with you. He will never leave you or forsake, forsake you. Isaiah 30, whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, This is the way, walk in it I mean I literally I didn't look for any of these scriptures. they just ended up being what I would go to in a particular day, or I would come across maybe like a devotional or or they would just like pop up in the u version Bible or something like that um and so you know, I, I, I would ask, what are the healthy outlets you can go to in order to create space for God? And I, I emphasize healthy. Um, it could be a hobby. Maybe it's a place. What can you intentionally do to invite God and the Holy Spirit into your life in a way that you can hear, listen, and connect? I think the other way I mentioned earlier was asking sisters to pray, help me create to create space. Look, I, I was praying. I was reading. I was doing the work, but it was helpful to have like 15 other sisters praying for me as well. I mean, I was texting KO, Ari, Joy, Grace, Latrice, the Carson uh, Bible talk, um, LaTanya, you know, Michelle, both Karens, Lexus, Tracy, Dawn, Kiana. And so, I mean, like them praying for me, help me to create, help it. They were, they were my advocates for space. They were speaking God into my life. And that's powerful. So ask some people. (laughs) If you have, if you're unsettled and if you have been honest and if you have been curious and if you need to create space, have people do it with you. I think my husband helped me to create space because he, he listened to me. I mean, there wasn't a day that I wasn't talking about how I felt or this stuff. And, you know, God bless him. If you talk to him, you know, just give him some encouragement. Um, but he was a sounding board and he was super supportive. Whatever I was going to decide, he was going to support. And it was very helpful. Um, you know, as we wrap up, I, I, I think what I learned is the path to peace is just not what I think it's going to be right. It goes back to when Jesus said, I don't give as the world gives. And um, it's not how the world thinks we get peace by either running towards something or running from it. Um, and I think what I learned is that the path. To peace is paved with a lot of uncertainty and certainly all kinds of emotions. But what I did learn was something that I hope I never forget and I and I take with me into everything um, is to to be honest. I really feel like um my three selves just have really been coming into alignment this year. And I was curious. I I was willing to hang in there and trust God and persevere and let him complete the work. And I didn't have to feel the pressure that I needed to complete the work. And then being still, creating space, just clearing out my mind and my heart Clearing out space in my day, asking sisters to pray so that I could invite God into the process so he could, he could partner with me to help me get to completion and maturity. As I close, I want to read, um, another section from a devotional. It says, every decision you make becomes part of the story of your life. Every relational, financial, and professional decision and the outcomes of those decisions become permanent parts of your story. We've all lived long enough to have a few chapters we wish we could erase. No doubt you have a few stories you wish you could rewrite. We all do. We call it regret. But chances are, The decisions that led to your greatest regrets could have been avoided if you had paused to ask yourself, what story do I want to tell? From here on out, write a story worth telling. Write a story you're proud to tell. If you're in the middle of making a decision right now, stop and ask yourself, of the available options, which one do I want as a permanent part of the story of my life? And I think that what I've decided is that what I want to be a permanent part of the story of my life is being honest, is being curious and being still. For those of you who hung out this long just because you wanted to find out what I ended up deciding, I do not know the outcome yet of the decision that I need to make. I don't, I have no clue what's going to happen, but what I do have is peace. The outcome matters less than the process of learning more about God and what it means to get peace from Him. So as soon as I know, all of you will know. But right now, I'm just happy to have peace. And I want to thank you all for walking through this with me. And I hope that if you're facing any decision or challenge, before you seek an outcome, you decide that you're going to take the journey to peace. I love you all. Have a great rest of the day. Thank you. You've just listened to the Metro LA Podcast. For more information about our ministry, please visit MetroLARegion.com.